All right, you guys. First off, I want to apologize. Um, I did have a podcast recorded for Saturday's release, but something, man, I got to figure out these audio issues because um, I usually do my uh, in-guest audio through Discord. And the first time it worked, but every other time so far, like something's like either their audio isn't getting picked up or my audio isn't getting picked up. I have to figure out whatever I can do through these channels on OBS to be able to pick up everybody's uh, voice whenever I do it. So hopefully that me and Andy will re-record and put out another podcast sometime this week before the UFC happens on Saturday. Um, If, well, you guys don't know, he just won, uh, I think he just won his first Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament this past weekend, and that's what he was preparing for uh, while we were talking. So now we get a little bit more uh, info out of him, and it might be even uh, an even more exciting podcast because he hadn't even watched the UFC card that happened this past weekend, and it was a, a really good card considering it was only a fight night. Um, usually those cards are reserved for your lower to mid-tier fighters, and everyone put on a good show. So hoping to get that done this week, and you hope you guys enjoy that. Um, and I was going to say something, but this week, this past weekend, I went to go visit my parents, and it was my father's birthday. So if if y'all haven't listened to all the podcasts, so this can be a standalone, you don't have to go back and listen. My father uh, is retired military and also retired from, he's not retired, but he's retired from several jobs because he's worked that long. He's retired from the military. He was a tank driver um, that caused his hearing to start um, getting lost because, you know, tank, I mean, you don't know, but if you would imagine a tank blast going off basically in your ear with no matter how much protection over a period of a decade will affect your ears and he's just been working in like heavy machinery and truck driving since then since he retired in 1997 so his earring is uh, his hearing is pretty non-existent in that ear but the VA doctors trying to save his hearing he had a cochlear implant um, in the back of his ear and he's still uh, recovering from surgery like I was there last month so I wanted to go visit him to see you know how he's doing still in the recovery it looks a lot better whenever I was there right after he had surgery he looked like he was in my dad has never looked old before in my eyes and he looked vulnerable for the first time in my life And it goes into the topic of today's podcast, uh, my father's birthday. So my father turned 63 on Sunday. And this is a personal story. I don't know how many of my friends know this, but I want to be as open and as vulnerable as possible to be able to, to speak to multitudes of people on this podcast so it's September 1999, and my grandfather had a stroke, and within 10 minutes, he was pronounced gone. Uh, 
I know my close friends know that my grandfather was the only person on my dad's side that ever connected to me. And even though I was nine when he passed away, and the last time I saw him before that, I think I was five years old. I can tell you that I remember every interaction I had with him, either talking on the phone. I, can't re- <laughs> I keep remember telling him that he wouldn't, he wouldn't uh, pick me up if I came visit. And he said, oh, yeah, I will. And I would just keep saying, oh, no, you won't. You know, any three, four or five year old would say that, you know, just in rebellion against whatever an adult was saying. But I have so many pictures of me and him just playing around. He drove me on a a lawnmower because my dad's from real rural Georgia where there's... um, in his part of town, there's no uh, asphalt streets. It's just dirt. So you can. it's kind of like free range to do whatever you want out there in, in the middle of nowhere, you know. But, but he was 63 at the time. And since he was the only person that ever connected with me, I was really upset that my little brother never got to meet him. My little brother was born uh, the very next month. In October. And that was the first time I ever felt. Like true sadness. Like my heart dropped. Um, I was in what. Fourth grade in 99. Nine years old. Third fourth grade. something. Yeah fourth grade. And. Like I felt scared. I can't. I can't tell you why I felt scared. Because it had nothing to do with me. He was already dead by the time we um, we got the call. It's not like they were in the middle of trying to save him. Like they told us he, he lo- it looked like he fell asleep on his rocking chair. But then he kind of slid over. So they took him. They called 911 and took him to the emergency room. But by the time they got there, he had already been pronounced dead. And... He was relatively health. I mean, I don't know how healthy, but he wasn't bigger like some of my dad's family. And he's just a hardworking guy that, you know, provided for his family. So I was wondering this past year, up until basically I saw him this weekend, I felt like a, a coat of sadness just hanging around me, right? And I was wondering why that was. Like, there's nothing particular going on in my life where I would be sad or nothing really bad. So I was just thinking. And most of you guys know that I'm a real tough person. I don't act tough. I, I just am tough. But no matter what, no matter how tough you act, your body can't ignore stress and feelings as much as you want to fight it. That's why uh, angry people die early. Um, People that keep their energy pent up always have some sort of problems. Like, your body will always react. It's not going to just um, let it sit there somewhere. Like, you can ignore it, but your body won't. And... I was wondering why I was feeling sad, and 
I had realized that it was the same year that my grandpa died, that my dad was turning, right? It You can't even imagine. It's been, what, 99, 2009, almost 20-something years. And that feeling just popped up like that. And... Just being there with him, with my dogs, it's one of the only things we ever really bonded over. Me playing football, my weightlifting, and my dogs, and my truck, but that's a whole nother thing. It's just normal people stuff, in my opinion. Um, just seeing him, and I'm still like scared to get a phone call, right? Uh, he turned 63, so... It's like he made it. He he made it to that point. So now everything, everything kind of feels like borrowed time, and we're all on borrowed time, anyways. But this one just hits closer to home for me. So I got to see him. We were just hanging out, barbecue, you know. And for those of you that have already lost a parent. You know, I can't even imagine the feeling. The person that took care of you your whole life is now gone. You know, it hurts. I can only guess what that feels like. I've never been in that situation. My grandpa is not my father. So no matter how sad I was, there is another level when it's your parent. Like, I've had friends pass away. I've lost several dogs growing up. But when we got that call about my grandpa, I I didn't even want to do anything. Like, as a kid. like, And I don't even know if I truly understood what death was. You know? Yeah, I had a dog pass away, but... As much as you love a dog, a dog is not a person. Like, there's no connection that's closer than person to person. And I have three dogs myself, and a lot of people substitute people for animals, and there's no substitution. Because if you put (laughs) your dog on the same level as a parent passing away, I think you have something wrong with you. Just just on a fundamental level, you know, I don't like people. I know that. I don't like being in crowds. I don't be, like being around a lot of people, but I don't like it when people pass away. You know, it's inevitable. It's a part of life, and someday I will too. But I'll deal with those when they come. But knowing... That my dad was turning 63. It was kind of like a scary thing to me. Because the only thing I knew. Was that my grandpa passed away at 63. And I thought he was a relatively healthy person. From my 7 and 8 year old brain remembering. And I know my dad. Isn't the healthiest person. He's not big by any means. I weigh 40 pounds more than him. But. He also, like, he's not somebody that works out, but he works. So I think that's going to keep him good until 
they force him to retire, which is probably going to be the worst day of his life because he's been working since he was like 14, 13 years old. So he has like 50 years of work experience. And all those feelings started to come back when I was driving home. And I was listening to another podcast. Of, uh, I think it was Joe Rogan and Chris DiStefano. And he was talking about uh, when September 11th happened. And he knew his mother worked in one of the towers. But couldn't get a hold of his mom during the day. You know, he was angry, upset. And I just started crying. Because back then, like, not a lot of things were quick, you know? So, if something happened, you just had to wait till you got home. And hope that the bad thing didn't happen to your family. But, times nowadays, you can get real-time updates for just about everything. So I'm trying not to be paranoid and, you know, that's, and even when he was having surgery, you know, all those bad thoughts rushing to your heads, those what ifs, like, man, this might be it, you know, surgery's pretty safe, but also catastrophic things can happen during surgery, especially when you're having surgery on your head. And I know it's not the the best thing to think about, especially when it's your dad. But I was thinking like, man, this might be it. I have to prepare for bad news. Like whether or not everything all good and you, he could live for another 30 years, you know, and this podcast could not make a difference or even matter because he just lived for another 30 years. And then it, I mean, that doesn't make it less sad, but 93 versus 63 is a big difference. And then that would mean that I made it to 63 as well. And he can see me make it past that point. You know. Man, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to have to release the video on this cuz this one's kind of tough to talk about. I feel like I'm a little bit rambling, but I think it's important for you to explore these feelings because it shows you what truly is important. Now, me and my dad don't have the greatest relationship just person to person. To preface this, he's not a terrible father. He hasn't done anything bad, not abusive. I've only heard him yell one time in my life, and that was because I chased a basketball into a street, and there was a car coming. So for the past 33 years, that is the only time my dad has raised his voice. But he wasn't there for some things that you know all little boys need like guidance and how to navigate life and you know when you're in the moment you're angry but in hindsight 
he was doing the best he could with the knowledge he had from his parents. His parents were work, provide, work, provide. You guys will figure it out. And you know what? I was smart enough and I was tough enough to eventually figure it out. And I don't hold any grudge because if he didn't do half the stuff that he did, maybe we didn't have any of the things that we had, no matter how little they were. And you can't blame someone for trying to do the best that he could. He was in the military for 20 years. Um, He drove trucks for three years up until September 11th in the very next, um, the very next thing he could do was go overseas and that was the most money he was going to make. So he did that. And I don't blame him. You want the best for your family. And when that day comes, I'll try to do the same. Man, this was a pretty heavy podcast, huh? I'm going to keep it short. Look out for another podcast this week. It's going to be about MMA. It's going to be very lighthearted. So it's episode 11. Interesting conversations with your Uncle Phil. I'll catch y'all later.